0: On today's episode of the Open in Indiana podcast, we interview a longtime radio personality here in the Indianapolis area. Don't miss it. Welcome everyone to the Open in Indiana podcast where we feature the people, places, and events that make Indiana a great place to live, work, and visit. Today our guest is host of Indiana Nocturne on 91.9 FM here in Indianapolis and owner of Russ Dodge and Partners, a marketing firm uh, serving businesses. Russ Dodge. Russ, how are you today? I'm doing great, Ryan. Glad to be on with you. Well, thank you for coming today. Russ, let's uh, get started by talking about how you got your career started in radio.
1: Well, it takes me back to the northern part of Indiana, WSND at Notre Dame, where I was a student in the 70s. I got involved with the campus radio station there. It was quite a unique experience because the station was going through some significant growth, including Fine Arts FM that went from 10 watts to 3,400 watts, and I became Part of the summertime crew, which was a paid gig, kind of fun. And uh, my junior year, I got hired by one of the stations in South Bend, WRBR WJVA, was a top forty in a country station as a weekend announcer, and that translated into a full time job in the marketing and sales area when I graduated, which my degree was in marketing from Notre Dame. So I jumped over there in 1974. It was not a good year for finding jobs, but there I was with a full-time gig, made the most of it, spent a few more years there, came to Indianapolis in 1977 as a sales rep for WTLC, spent 17 years there as sales then sales manager, and subsequent stops included WXTZ, Network Indiana, The Artistic Media Partners Group, which was Ardangati's group based out of Indy that had stations in South Bend, Fort Wayne, Bloomington, and Lafayette. Then uh, from there, was the general manager for the first full-time ESPN station in Indianapolis, WXLW, ESPN 950. Uh, Jumped from there to Radio Latina and La Que Buena, the Hispanic properties in Indy, and Along the way, a couple of other minor stops, but I ended up with my own marketing company about 10 years ago, and I still keep my nose in the broadcast world by way of community radio WITT.
0: And so, Russ, let's talk a little bit about the marketing company. Can you share a little bit about what you're able to do uh, as owner of Russ Dodge & Partners?
1: Absolutely. You know, while I was in radio, I was always setting up different you know, programs for advertisers and the likes of that. And I said, I need to be doing this for me. You know, I can, I can get these clients to come on board, have me do everything as opposed to doing it specifically for radio stations. So it's event related. So I I do stuff like the WAM Fest in Greenwood every year. I did tons of concert work, which kind of ground to a halt uh, about a year or so ago. And nationally I do the uh, radio and TV buying. Most of the TV buying for the Universal Circus, which has played in Indianapolis, but mostly plays larger cities around around the country. And then I do other projects when, when people want to bring me on board, particularly marketing related. Usually has a broadcast tie, but that that's the type of stuff that I that I do. And then we also have the the radio program, which is kind of a side sidebar, not necessarily part of Russ Dodge and Partners, but it, it does overlap some.
0: Well, so Russ, let's uh, switch on over to uh, your show that you host, the Indiana Nocturne show uh, every Wednesday. Uh, can you share a little bit about how that got started?
1: Yeah, it's a really good story, Ryan. I, I can just tell you because I, what what was involved, I, I get to go all the way back to WSND. And in the 70s, there was a program there called Nocturne Night Flight. It was on late at night, midnight to two, and I hosted it periodically, had a good time with it. Then uh, my first co-host on this program was Devin Dean, who was a longtime broadcaster in Indy at places like WXNT and WIBC. But the first place she ever cracked a microphone was as a community volunteer for the radio station in the 90s when she was in high school in South Bend. Now, what was unique about this was that in 1972, I helped start the community volunteer program, which we needed to keep the station on the air year round, which was a new requirement when, when the station was upgraded. We quickly found out when we met that we had both hosted this same program, which by the time she was there was just called Nocturne. Had a good laugh about that and said, well, what if we could do what you used to do and I used to do, you know, 23, 25 years apart and see what happens. Well, a couple of years later, I'm now in the studio on a regular basis producing Danny O'Malley's program, Indy's Trusted Servant, which I know that uh, viewers and people that are familiar with Open in Indiana are pretty familiar with because you have the podcasts of uh, most of his past shows going back to last year. So a pretty cool situation. And I, I got a hold of Devin and I said, hey, you still interested in doing this? And she goes, oh, yes. So she came in the studio and that was October of 2016. And we did a couple of shows live at first and realized it would be better off to be recorded. And then we had the flexibility of when we did it. So she was the host for the first three plus years and under job responsibilities kind of pulled her away from it. So I have continued onward. I've always had guest hosts, but one of the guys that became a fairly regular Post on the program at least once a month is John Raybold. So we've been doing that. And what has happened is the program has expanded from just WITT. We have picked up WELT, it's a community station 95.7 in Fort Wayne. And then the really cool part about this WSND at Notre Dame, where this began for both Devin and I picked us up uh, a couple of years ago as well. So we're we're there. And then station number four. The Circle City Rock Radio, Libby and Bud Far here in Indianapolis, but it, it's an internet station, so people are listening all over the world. And as I understand it, uh, we were approached here right about the first of the year by another station that wants to pick us up. They're working out the particulars on it, so we may have station number five on board with us uh, sometime in the near future. And, you know, it's, it, it's basically eclectic classic rock. We cover 60 years And it's loosely defined classic rock, too. It's a fairly wide playlist. It's what you're not going to hear on commercial radio on a regular basis. It doesn't mean there isn't uh, an occasional song or two that uh, is in the regular uh, playlist of uh, Q95 or WJJK or XKE up in Fort Wayne. But as a general rule, it's a pretty wide berth of things that we play.
0: And so, Russ, as the host of Indiana Nocturne, over the years, have you found that there's a song or an artist that just really connects with you?
1: Well, you know, it, it, I have to link in my concert work. I did a lot of work for Pacific Coast Concerts. as a classmate of mine and close friend from her name, Peter Kernan. And you know, he'd been doing this going back to right out of college, kind of got away from it for a bit but stayed involved in the business by doing tour merchandising and about 2003 decided he wanted to get back into it his first shows were up in south bend and subsequently was able to add in fort wayne and got the contracts to start doing stuff for the city of fort wayne for the parks department at the folding theater up there and after a couple of years of him trying to do it on his own i said hey look this is what i do let's uh Link up, I did. Uh, so I've worked with a whole ton of great artists, mostly classic rock. Occasionally a country artist, occasionally a pop artist. We even had Weird Al Yankovic at some point. I don't know how you categorize him, but uh, gets you a little little bit of an idea. But I have two favorites from that era that I would have to link into the music, and that would be the Beach Boys and Chicago, for two totally different reasons. Uh, I had the opportunity to do a West Coast swing with Pete and the Beach Boys a few years ago. Awful lot of fun. Just uh really neat. But the difference there was they did a lot of the stuff themselves as opposed to me working through publicity agents or what have you. And I still, you know, remember uh Bruce Johnson from the Beach Boys, he'd call me and say hey, what can we do for interviews next week? And I'd let him know and we'd get things set up. And usually I was going through multiple layers of people the to get those kind of things done. Not that it wasn't you know, that difficult to do, but it was kind of fun working directly with, with the band. The other one was Chicago, and Chicago had a pretty good tie to my alma mater, Notre Dame. The manager is a guy named Peter Chevarelli. Chicago is one of the few acts that we ever worked with that uh, has a part of what they do. They donate money from every ticket sold to charity. So... Cheverelli was a walk-on on a Notre Dame football team, early 70s, late 60s, early 70s. He uh, was Rudy before there was Rudy. Seriously, he had a couple years out of high school before he went to college. He got to be a walk-on there. Supposed to Rudy, he actually did play a little bit. So it was it was pretty neat. So he had a major debt of gratitude to Eric Parsigan, the coach at the time. Parsigan had the terrible misfortune of losing all three of his grandkids to Neiman-Pick disease, a rare, kind of like an orphan disease. So back in the 90s, he started a foundation to try and, you know, medical research foundation. And Chevrolet and Chicago have been very, very supportive of that, among many, many other charities that the Notre Dame band has been the beneficiary of that numerous youth organizations in the city of Chicago and I just love what these guys do but my my favorite story about it was in oh about four years or so ago they did a benefit for the Parsegan Medical Research Foundation in New York City thousand dollars a ticket which you know for a high-end benefit that's in New York City, that's doable, and you know, there are events in Indianapolis that come close to that. But anyway, uh, one, one of my good friends, Jack Nolan, uh, the play by play man for Notre Dame basketball, was the MC for the event. And we were talking afterward, he says, Man, you know, it was amazing, they raised over a million dollars that night. So, uh Shortly after that, we had our first show of the year with Chicago and Fort Wayne, and I congratulated uh, Chevrolet, who told me, "Now we raised $1.4 million that night for Parsigan's Medical Research Foundation, which is a charity I, I greatly believe in, too, because I, I know a few people in the Parsigan family, and Era was the coach when I was there, which included a national championship. So there's, there's some very warm spots in my heart, and you know, no, nobody should have to go through what, what the man went through to lose three grandkids. And it's a hereditary situation. So, you know, it, it, and it's not a big enough disease that the big drug companies are gonna try and figure out a cure. It's gonna happen at the university level, you know, IU Med Center, Notre Dame's research and a few other schools that are tackling it. So I I, I love, you know, what those guys do. And so I, and I say, okay, favorite, favorite acts, I look at it from that perspective, uh, you know, as to stuff that they're doing. It's pretty cool. You know, not to mention they're an amazingly great band, too, as are the Beach Boys. Yeah.
0: And so, Russ, what advice do you have to someone who's considering a career in radio today?
1: Well, first off, get involved. I mean, if you're in high school, maybe you have the opportunity to get involved with uh, high school radio stations. Several of the big schools here. Have them. Uh, I just off the top of my head, I know that uh, Ben Davis and Carmel and Warren Township has one. North Central has one. I uh, think Pendleton has one. Uh, I know I'm going to miss a few. I think Franklin Township uh, that uh, is pretty good as well. So you get that opportunity, get involved with with the station there, so you can learn. Your craft, and then maybe carry that over to college. Uh, you know, I and mean, I look at you know great schools to do that. Notre Dame upgraded everything they have uh, two years ago, and it's like you go in there and you can get a multimedia degree. It can be video, it can be radio, it can be you know anything else that that, that is affiliated there in, in communications. Ball State's TCOM department is legendary. I mean, it's, heck, you're in the Dave Letterman Building. You know, it was state of the art, everything that's there. I've gone and spoken to classes up there before and I've told them, enjoy what you got here because the odds are good that first gig you'll get coming out of college, you won't be working with equipment that is is that good. Then also take advantage of interning where you can with radio and TV stations. You know, I've had uh, several interns pass through WITT that have gone on to success. One, one guy, uh from a few years ago he was a uh, university of indianapolis uh grad and by the way that's another great opportunity to wicr down there university of indianapolis you get hands-on experience uh, on the radio there and with uh, some television production as well scott eaker is an old colleague of mine run, runs that uh, station and is a professor down there as well but anyway that was one of my interns He's part owner of a station now. You know, it's like eight years later. Uh, he, he has a small piece of a station in Rochester, and I, I, I'm thrilled beyond belief for him. And there, there are a few other people like that that you know they cut their teeth and you know work every garbage uh, shift or whatever you can imagine to get get the experience. And gee, all of a sudden, they're good at what they do and they're able to move ahead and uh, you know become you know big professionally.
0: And so, Russ, how can our listeners check out your show if they'd like to hear Indiana Nocturne? Well, first
1: off, you get the background because we're on the four stations. They're all on at different times, uh, and they're all streamed, so you can catch them over the internet. And I would just suggest that people go to Indiana Nocturne, W-I-T-T, which is what we set up as our Facebook page when we first Started, even though we're on the other stations now, but it gives a. I always post something about the upcoming show. It's on there, and you can see, you know, who we're going to be featuring, or and when it's on, and who's hosting with me that week, and anything else that is pertinent to that particular program. And, you know, we we even take some suggestions. We know that uh, we're going to do a show that's going to feature music. From the different Quentin Tarantino movies, and, and, you know, if you know anything about those movies, you know that they're very eclectic soundtracks that, that run, run the gamut. Uh, you know, I, I just look at Pulp Fiction. You know, I, I don't even need to go any further than that. You know, Dick Dale and Miserloo and you know, co- contemporary stuff mixed in there as well. Uh, a, a more recent favorite of mine: Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt and it's set in 1969 but throughout the movie they're in the car all the time and the big top 40 station in LA is always playing KHJ and you hear actual clips of KHJ from 1969 and if you're a radio guy it's like oh wow this is this is way too cool and and the music in there runs the gamut from more obscure pop stuff to stuff that everybody would uh, would know from that from the uh, late 60s so really fun stuff you know just uh, so when we started to put together what we're going to do we put on Facebook said hey you got suggestions you know I think just based on the suggestions we could already fill up a whole hour although we're gonna weave some of our favorites in there as well that we we know people will oh my god I forgot that was in this movie you know because he's got a bunch of movies, but some of them are just more remembered than others. So that's an example of something we do. Uh, next week's show, I'm going to be replaying, because uh, it's right around Mardi Gras, we're going to replay a show that Devin Dean and I did a couple of years ago tied to uh, New Orleans. So we'll have some interesting stuff, and it won't really all be classic rock. I, th- I think we may have, uh, Louis Armstrong in there somewhere. If, if if it's the show I'm thinking of, I haven't gone back and listened to it. We did it two years ago, but that that type of stuff gives you a little idea. If it fits the theme of what we do, it doesn't necessarily have to be classic rock. Although anybody that followed rock and pop knows that Louis Armstrong had you know a few songs that charted very nicely. Uh, more re- more recently uh, in the late '80s. Uh, what a wonderful world uh, which wasn't ever released as a single back in the 60s was actually in the soundtrack of good morning vietnam with robin williams and it became a hit then. you know so there, there are people that figure out how to make that kind of stuff happen which i always i always like quite a bit
0: and so russ how can our listeners get in touch with you if they want to learn more about your expertise or if they're interested in marketing via the radio
1: well, you know, one of the one of the best ways is to send me something in Facebook Messenger off of the Indiana Nocturne page, or just look me up on Facebook, uh, Russ Dodge. You can find me that way, <laughs> and then also turn around and send me a message there in in Messenger as well. That's usually the best way. I mean. I've got an email, rdodgenet at AOL.com, but people don't always remember that. I think these days I get more interesting inquiries via social media, and it's just the nature of where we are today, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, Russ, thank you so much for being our guest today. And to everyone watching and listening, thank you for catching this episode of the Open in Indiana podcast. Catch our next episode soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Open in Indiana podcast. If you enjoyed listening, subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Music, iHeartRadio or on our website openinindiana.com/oii podcast. Thanks for listening.